Hey legends, I'm Eliza Lee and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD, the podcast for aspiring medical professionals. Last season, we geared you up with a ton of different topics and ethical dilemmas to think about in the medical field. And on this season of the podcast, we're taking you behind the scenes of live MMI mock stations that we run for our students who are about to sit their med interviews. So stay tuned for a new station each week and hear a handful of our future med students give it a good old crack. Today on Station 14, we have one of our University of Melbourne examiners, Chloe, running a hybrid professional development and general ethics station with one of our aspiring med students, Keith. This was done to GEMSAS timing, so that's one minute of reading time and then eight minutes for responding. And today the station Keith read was this. One of your best friends is a popular high school teacher. She is very active on Facebook and has been recently friended by many of her students. Through her newsfeed, she is now made aware of illicit activities being engaged in by her students, such as underage drug and alcohol abuse, engaging in sexual activities and similar things. She is now asking you for advice on what to do, particularly because there is currently no formal school policy on reporting information discovered on social media about student activities outside of school hours. Now over to the recording. The first question is, what are the important considerations relating to this scenario? I think the important considerations around this scenario are really relate to three main stakeholders. I think the first one would be my best friend or my teacher in terms of her professionalism and ensuring that she maintains her duties and responsibilities as a teacher, but also keeping that distance between her students and making sure she doesn't directly interfere with their personal life. And to, so she's clear that she's there to provide perhaps academic support and limited personal support depending on her role. And the second thing is the issue that needs to be considered is the public image of the school. Not only may it be irresponsible for her to reach out to students privately, but the students' activities just being online can reflect poorly on the school itself, especially if other parents or prospective students do see that online. And I think the third thing um, that needs to be considered is on the students' perspective, how we can best engage with students, whether students are aware that their activities are illegal, where they can find help, is it because the school isn't providing enough support? I'm definitely engaging with different stakeholders on the government level, healthcare level, um, and different organisations that could probably help us with formulating policy, um, aiding in these students. And what advice would you give your friend? I think before I jump into the advice, I'll first make sure that she's okay herself, so she's not too traumatised, um, and to make sure that I bring into a private and safe environment. I'm um, in a compassionate tone, really understand what her concerns are, sort of what sort of information does she know? Is it just one post or she multiple posts? Are these her students? So just gain an understanding of the context before offering any advice. And the first piece of advice I would offer her is to reflect and understand the situation herself, making sure she has all um, the evidence, all the information she needs. And the second one would be to escalate this to um, her direct supervisor, the principal, or perhaps the department head to see if they have any um, advice, and whether there are any school policies that she's not aware of. And I think the third one is, if this is a public school, for her to reach out to the Department of Education and see if they have any formalised government procedure, whether they have any support networks and all that. However, I think the main thing is that I will let her know that I'll be here with her throughout the process of contacting these people, supporting her no matter what she does, and to ensure that she's feeling okay during this whole process. What discipline or counsel could be appropriate for the students involved? I think in regards to the discipline counts of the student uh, that this may be related to the students will really depend on the school. However, as a general umbrella term, perhaps the, the ethics or perhaps the integrity committee in, in, in the school that may oversee sort of illegal activities that the student may have and resolve them inside the school before we bring it up to legal authorities. However, once we do bring it up to legal authorities, there perhaps is um, particular councils 
um, that will address this concern um, and will provide support for these students if they were if they weren't aware of illegal activities or perhaps there are other underlying concerns that have spurred make these sort of actions. In this school, it doesn't seem like there are these sort of councils. Perhaps I would recommend to my friend or try and formulate a council that is personalized towards these particular students and not trying to use a, a one-size-fits-all approach to approach all of these issues, but rather personalized to them. How would you go about introducing or deciding on a new policy? I think given that my role here isn't um, involved in the school nor the students, I would definitely try and inform and advise my friend um, as her role as a teacher to introduce this policy, especially if it's on a school policy. And perhaps what I would recommend to her is, first of all, to ensure that this, is, this policy isn't too harsh and it's not about punishing, but about rehabilitating, about educating, about promoting safety. If this wasn't a school policy and it was just me trying to introduce policy to the entire educational system, first of all, I'll gather all the facts, do my background research to see if this is a prevalent problem or whether it's student specific, whether there are any vulnerable communities, whether there are any exacerbating or risk factors, incorporate that into my proposal, but trying to show in my proposal actionable items that I can do to help these students in terms of whether we can provide more support networks, whether we can provide more educational workshops, whether we can provide a counselling service within the school, and many schools do have this already, to ensure that these students have help when they need it and have information to access when they need it. So I think those are the considerations I'll make. Yeah. And what do you think an appropriate policy could be? I think an appropriate policy could be is to suspend the student um, with warning. So I think an easy way to do it is to try and think about punishing the student, to expel them from the school, to have legal consequences, I think that that is um, quite counterproductive. So having a sort of warning would be useful to prompt them to rehabilitate and self-reflect. So a suspension would be great because it does give them that opportunity to go home and reflect, but not severe enough to as to adversely affect the rest of their career. And during that suspension process, have regular check-ins um, with the teachers to the student's family and make sure that they understand um, what has happened and any support that they need. Yep, great. So that's time. Thank you. So just to start off the feedback, how do you think you went today? Um, I think that, so I think a few confusions I had. First of all, the role, but I know it was, it, this would be like recorded, so I can't ask those questions. But the first one is, um, I don't know about my roles, whether I was a public person, whether I was a medical student, I, I don't know what that was. So secondly, that question about the council bit, I wasn't 100% sure what you meant, but that's because I didn't understand it. So I, that one might've been a bit of a shaky station. The question before that, I also didn't know what sort of policy I was introducing, so that probably was a bit shaky in mind as well. But overall, I think that is accurate on the sort of considerations I would have, apart from the question I don't really understand. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I think you did a really great job. Your strengths were clearly like having a really good idea of the different stakeholders involved. And you showed a lot of empathy for the various individual in, individuals involved, whether that be the student or your friend. So I'll just run through the questions now. Yep. And the first question was, what are the important considerations relating to this scenario? Yep. So as I said, I really liked that you used the stakeholder approach for this answer. I think that was used really effectively. You considered the teacher, you considered the students, and you considered the sort of wider social context and potentially the role of government, which was really great when considering schools. I would have liked to see potentially a greater consideration for the potential harm that could come to the students if they continue this behaviour and the fact that the teacher may be blamed somewhat for that harm if she were to see that activity and not act on it. So yeah, but overall, I think you did a really great response. 
to that question. For the second question, it was what advice would you give to your friend? I think you started this really well. As I said, you talked about showing empathy and ensuring you had the conversation in a safe and calm space because you acknowledged that this would be a sort of challenging and conflicting scenario for your friend to work through. You were really great in that you ensured you got all the information about the scenario and asked her about all the different factors that were happening, like how well she knew the students involved, which was really good because that is really important for informing the advice that you give your friend. You also were aware that this might be a situation that your friend needs to escalate in so she could speak to a trusted colleague, which is really important. I think another factor you could have considered in this question was whether she might potentially want to speak to the students directly. I think that would depend a lot on the specific dynamics of this situation. I think there's an important trust relationship here and students are likely to be quite receptive to feedback from someone they trust and respect and that actually might be a good approach to preventing this behaviour. I think one other thing, sorry, just to loop back to the previous question that you could have acknowledged as well a bit more was that this uh, relationship with them being friends on Facebook is sort of like inherently inappropriate and probably shouldn't be happening. But I guess it does raise important questions that are good to answer. So it's important that school does implement some sort of policy. The third question was, what discipline or counsel could be appropriate for the students involved? I really loved for this question how you showed concern for what might be causing these actions in the student. That's another really great sign of empathy and thinking of the upstream factors that could be affecting and causing this behaviour. As you said, you sort of found this question quite confusing Um, And I think some of the terminology, you could use different words for discipline or counsel, but I guess it's sort of asking what consequences should you give to the students? Counsel as in C-O-U-N-S-E-L? Yes. I thought counsel as in like like a board, like an ethics committee. That's what I thought. (laughs) Like disciplinary committee. Oh, oh, I get it. I get it. No, this all makes sense. Yeah, so fair enough. But I think you had some good ideas there because like the sort of approach I would suggest taking was to be to talk to the students more about their behaviour and what's causing it, which is what you did. And I think it could have been nice to bring in a discussion about the benefits of reprimanding versus educating students when there's poor behaviour like this. And the fourth question was, how would you go about introducing or deciding on new policy? You provided a clarification at the start that you don't really know your role in this situation, which I think is good because you don't know your role, but I wouldn't spend too much time on that because they're just asking for your perspective on new policy. So I'd just jump into that quite soon. I really liked how you mentioned the the difference between school-based approaches, so what that particular school could do, or like a government-based approach that might affect multiple schools. Something that was really actionable and an active approach and potentially a counselling service to really support students, which I thought was great. I think another thing you could have brought into this response was the place of research in deciding on new policy. I think a lot of research goes into the area of how to prevent drug and alcohol use in young people. And you could have just talked about referring 
to experts or the research that's available. And finally, what do you think an appropriate policy could be? I think you mentioned for this one talking about suspension, which could be a good approach. I think it's a hard question to decide what the appropriate policy would be. When I was thinking of this scenario, I was thinking about mandatory reporting and things like that, and potentially having to perhaps have a counselling session like you heard, or to perform a module that might educate them about the risks and consequences of acting appropriately online. But I think there's lots of different approaches you could have taken to this answer. And it's just about justifying it or saying how it could positively affect the student's behaviour. That's most of my feedback. Do you have any questions? Yeah, I think that last bit about the policy thing, I think firstly, I probably have to read the question. Definitely implement broader brushstrokes. That place of research is a broader consideration, broader policies. Yeah, I think that's definitely important. And definitely, although I have to set the scene, don't spend too much time on that. Just be like, yep, and then move on to the question. That's a good point. Thank you so much, Chloe. Yeah, awesome. So in terms of resources for this type of station, I would just really focus on practising questions that are quite complex scenarios that there's not one right answer and just getting used to justifying your response. And I think you'll find some quite common things in these scenarios yeah. about escalating and referring to research when necessary. So yeah, I think that would be really great for you. But you've done a really good job today, so you should be proud of yourself. Well, thank you. Well done, Keith, and what a good first go at MMIs. The blurred lines on how social media should be regulated is definitely a hard one to draw. And we actually asked current MD3 student Minaj about this in episode one of our podcast, where we talk about doctors going digital and end the episode with an ethical dilemma about social media use amongst health professionals. So check that out if you want to hear more about it. And if you want more GEMSAS prep, our mock MMI rounds for GEMSAS are almost completely fully enrolled and we only have two spots left for our 2020 cohort. So if you do want to get some more live practice in, head over to the link below in the show notes. But until then, we'll see you on the next episode.